Hi, this is Jerry Lanska, back with the Anointed Naturals podcast, jumping into the armor of God and the breastplate of righteousness, part one lesson. I love this series because these are all vital things that the Lord has for us to put on. We need to guard ourselves to protect ourselves. And these lessons are so vital. This very well could be one of the most important messages that you will hear, learning more about righteousness. Let's jump back into Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 17, talking about the armor. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So let me remind you that we are in spiritual battles. We don't fight flesh and blood. The word is very clear that we fight enemy forces in the spirit realm. The devil influences people. And yes, we do have people that we interact with on earth and complications and situations we need to deal with. But in the background, there are spiritual forces behind everything. And we have to know what battles to fight and how to fight them. The Lord gave us this spiritual armor to do some heavy battling in the spirit realm. This breastplate protects our vital organs. Think of it like a bulletproof vest that a police officer would wear. You know, if an enemy's attacking you, usually they would go after vital organs like your liver, your lungs, your heart to try take you out. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Wow, listen to that. Guard your heart above all else. We need to take this seriously. Above everything else in our spiritual life, guard your heart. Because the course of your life, that means the outcome, the destination, where you're headed, will be determined by your heart. We protect our hearts so that no matter what the enemy does, even through other people, when people betray us, accuse us, divorce us, steal from us, speak nasty things to you, and we will not let it get into our hearts when we have this breastplate on. People's words can be venom, poison to our heart. If we let those words in and meditate on them, we'll have roots of bitterness grow and anger will come up, and all sorts of evil. We need to protect our heart above all else. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 says, My child, pay attention to what I say. 
Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. So what we do allow into our heart is the word of God. It changes us. It grows us. It strengthens us. It softens our heart. It brings love and joy and peace and patience. And we need to let that in our heart to change the course of our life for the better, to be in the direction that God wants it to head. For the word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, right? Well, we need that word then in our heart, meditating on it, thinking about it, speaking it. Now, the words that we speak out of our mouth are important. Let's look at Proverbs 18, verse 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So whatever we speak, it's going to bring either life or death over situations, if they're negative and positive things that we're speaking. We can change the course of our life by the words that we speak, because when we speak something, it can also harm or help other people's lives. And that means words that other people speak can be life or death coming into your life if you allow it to enter into your heart and meditate on those things and allow it to affect you. So this armor, peace, the breastplate of righteousness is vital. Matthew chapter 15 verse 18 says, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. So it's not the things that come in our mouth like food, but the things that come out of our mouth is what defiles us. And the words that come out of our mouth are from our heart, it says in Matthew. So why did those words come out of my mouth, you might be thinking. It's because you had them in your heart. You've been meditating on something, frustrated about something, allowing negative things that other people have done or said, or the devil's thoughts coming into your mind and you let them in your heart. Negative things are gonna brew and it's going to spew out of your mouth. So you can tell a person's heart by the words that come out of their mouth. So we need to guard that thing so that we do not defile ourselves by allowing the negativity to come out of our mouth. Now let's look at righteousness. Righteousness is an attribute of God. Holiness is an attribute of man. That's our part, to live holy, to make good choices, now, when we put this piece of armor on, it keeps our heart right, for the issues of our Christian life flow from our heart. If we want an upright spirit, we need an upright heart. So let's talk a little bit about righteousness. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6 says, But we are like an unclean thing, and all of our righteousness are like filthy rags. Oh, great. The word says that we're like filthy rags, our righteousness, we're unclean. So how are we allowed to put on a breastplate of righteousness when we're unclean, when our righteousness is filthy? Well, it's not our righteousness. And that's the important key. That's what makes this the most important message, that we have the righteousness of God not ourselves. It's not our righteousness that we're talking about. Let's move on. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 and 9, it says, 
Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I became righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. So our faith in Christ, accepting him as our Lord and Savior, having him forgive us of our sins, it cleans us, it makes us a new creation, and we'll get into that. But we become the righteousness of God. We take on his righteousness, and we are cleansed of our filth and unrighteousness by faith. It's not by what we do in life. It's not by living a good life, making good choices. We don't earn righteousness. It's given to us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And that's us when you ask the Lord in your heart. And if you haven't, you can right now. You say, Lord, I welcome you into my life. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. Forgive me of my sins. I repent. I want to be born again and into your kingdom. I want to follow you. I want you to make my path straight. And I want to feel your love and your goodness in my life. Thank you, Lord, for what you did on the cross for me, Jesus. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him, in Christ. For what Jesus did, we're made righteous. So God looks at us and no longer sees our sin, our unrighteousness. He sees us as righteous, looking through the blood of Jesus that cleansed us. Romans chapter 5 verse 17 says, For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So we are made righteous by what Jesus did. We don't have to feel unworthy or unrighteous because Jesus cleansed us. He healed us. We are born again. We're made new. We're a new creation. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 through 9, it says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. One more verse here, Romans 10, verse 10 says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We know in Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, we confess with our mouth, that Jesus is Lord. That's how we're saved, by faith, by speaking that Lord God 
I believe in you. Forgive me of my sins. Come and make me new. Take away my sin. Cleanse me of it. Thank you, Lord, that I am free from all this unrighteousness, and I have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have to understand that God will now look at us as righteous and not anymore seeing us as a sinner and filthy ragged righteousness of our own. So therefore we can be in right standing with him when we come before him. And we'll get more into that in the next lesson, knowing that we are in right standing with the Lord. Now it's hard to understand, like how am I worthy to stand before the Lord? Well, we're not in our own strength. That's the most vital thing to know and understand. It's because of what Jesus did for you. You just have to accept it. Yes, Lord, I, I receive it. I don't understand it fully that you would take everything from me and make me clean, but you did. That's your plan. That's your will. And I thank you, Lord, that you made me to be in right standing with you so I can commune with you and have conversations with you and talk about my future, the hope that you have for my life. Now, how do I apply this? We know that the issues of life flow from our heart. So let life flow. Get into the word and study it. Get out anything in your heart that is not pure. Realize that God has made you righteous by faith in him because of what Jesus has done. We did not earn it, so don't keep trying to earn God's love trying to earn your right standing with him. You are right to come before him now. You have been given those things freely. Come before him. He wants to fellowship with you. Let me pray for you. Lord God, I just pray over all my listeners here that you want to speak to them. You want to be just as much part of their life as any person you've ever been a part of their lives. For your word says, you show no partiality, you have no favorites. Thank you, Lord, that you took our unrighteous, filthy rags and threw them as far as the east is from the west. You cleansed us. You made us righteous because of what your son did for us. You paid the ultimate price. The blood that was shed on the cross is a payment that was paid for our sins for us to be forgiven, for us to be clean, for us to be made into a new creation when we accept you into our life. Thank you for making us righteous. Now let us come before you and just fellowship with you and talk with you, knowing that we have that privilege of talking with our Creator and you want to be a part of our life. Let us put aside all the weights, all the things that we've done that we feel like are holding us back. We just have to believe that we're made righteous by you and we can come and stand before you without condemnation. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for blessing every one of the listeners here with a deeper relationship with you. Speak to them. Show them, Father God, that you have forgiven them, that you love them. Amen. Well, thank you for listening and we'll catch you again real soon. Anointed, not chosen.